Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today's episode is brought to you by a couple questions from one of our loyal listeners. Uh, She was listening to our podcast yesterday talking about uh, maybe you're not falling apart and the, the change process, particularly in difficult times, and asked some questions. And through that discussion, uh, I said, well, I'll, I'll just do a podcast episode about that tomorrow. So uh, we're asking the question how to change, which quite frankly is a huge question. So I'm just going to take, I don't know, maybe one tiny facet of it. Okay. But let me preface this with, listen, a caterpillar that's changing into a butterfly, right? A caterpillar doesn't know how to turn into a butterfly. Think about that. A seed doesn't know how to turn into a plant. Uh, You know, uh, uh, a baby doesn't know how to turn into a tiny human and come out the birth canal, right? There are so many things in in life, in nature, that operate on this kind of uh, instinct, if you will. But it's really... It's really a dynamic flow of processes, okay? So you can think about instinct as a dynamic flow of processes. What does that mean? Well, dynamic means that it's always changing. Flow means that, uh, you know, there's no herky-jerkiness to it. You're just moving easily from one thing to another. I think about Tai Chi or Qigong, you know, there's constant movement as you're, you're doing exercises. You don't feel like you're really doing anything, but because you're moving constantly, um, it's, it's an amazing kind of thing. So if you've ever never tried that, I would highly recommend it. And it's a dynamic flow of processes, meaning that there is a very distinct path to follow. So the baby in utero we know exactly what's happening almost to the, to the day, right? That you can pick up a book that what to expect when you're expecting, it will tell you what's happening. Um, seeds, we know how long it takes for a gestation of a corn seed, right? And farmers can tell you about how many days it's going to take before that corn seed can, you know, pop up through the ground. And based on the, you know, the humidity and the the water and all that kind of stuff, they can tell you how high it's going to grow. Okay. So there is a process to this, even with a caterpillar, you know, the caterpillar makes this cocoon. He doesn't know he's going to turn into a butterfly, right? But he is. And so he follows his instincts. He trusts and surrenders to the process. And then, you know, it's just one thing at a time. Like my job as a caterpillar right now might be just to eat leaves, eat as much as possible, right? Maybe they're, maybe they're more of a symbolism there to teenagers than what I was thinking previously. Uh, and then they go, they build their cocoon. They don't know why they don't know what they're really doing, but they go build their cocoon. And then when they get in there, gosh, they turn into like mush really. And it's just one thing at a time. So think about that. How do you change? You know, I, I've been talking to a lot of clients lately who are in the business building or uh, let's call it side gig, right? They, the pandemic has realized for them that I don't want to be in this job forever. I want to be doing something different. However, how can I create the circumstances and situations so that when I do decide to retire or leave from here in a few years, I'm financially set and ready to go. So we've been working on a lot of those strategies, 
And uh, one of the conversations we had last week, somebody was talking to me about um, they're taking a class on how to brand yourself. And so long story short, for those of you who are unaware, branding is really just kind of like deciding what's the label that you're going to put on you and your business, right? Um, What does that mean to you and how do you attract other customers, And some people have said, hey, you can't really start a business until you have a brand. I can tell you this too, that there are other people, kind of the same people who are saying you can't start a business unless you have a website or unless you have business cards or unless you have this or you have that, right? They're, They're trying to dictate for you how you are going to grow. The problem is that there are many people out there who are doing business right now that have none of that. They don't have a brand. They don't, they don't have a a niche, a certain group of people they serve. They don't have business cards. Now, yes, those things can help you. Okay. But to say that you can't do something unless you have that done, that that's not, that's not good. Right. That, that doesn't allow for this dynamic flow of, of, um, processes that might work best for you. What about in a, a relationship? right? Um, a friend of mine just got married for the first time, uh, a couple months ago. So we've been having lots of conversations and she said, Michelle, oh my goodness, our relationship is very different now. I'm like, well, yeah, you're married. Welcome. Right. (laughs) And, and so there's a dynamic flow of processes that, that happen within a relationship. And, and she says, man, I, I don't know how to be married. I said, well, first of all, how would you know how to be married? You've never been married before. Right. So how would you know that? It's okay to not know how, but there's also a process, right? So for her, it's, it's, you know, how do we create this um, flow of our life? So their schedule is really important. They're working on two different shifts. And so for her, she's, she's becoming kind of, um, uh, I'll say controlling in a good way prioritizing, maybe that's a better word for it. She's prioritizing the middle afternoon when the two of them are kind of like ships passing in the night. There's a two hour time block that she's like, no, I'm not doing business during this time because this is the only time I have with my husband. Right? So she's figuring out how to be married to this particular person in this particular part of their life with this particular circumstances and situations. Now, somebody else might say, hey, I'm not, you know, stopping work just to be with my husband. Hey, that's on them, right? And what about grief? You know, grief is is a really big time of change. How do you make it through that? Now, it could be grief because you've actually lost a loved one. It could be grief that you lost a, a job and an income. Uh, it could be grief because you lost, uh, you know, your health. Maybe you have a, a significant illness or injury, Whatever your grief is, um, same thing applies. You don't know how to go through that. First person you ever consciously lose in your lifetime. So it's not, you know, as a, as a child and you don't really understand what's going on, but the first person you ever consciously lose as a child or as a, as an adult is the hardest one or the person that's closest to you. So I have a lot of clients that they've lost a, a parent, somebody very important to them recently. How do you lose a parent? Guess what? You don't know how. You've never had to do it. 
Listen to your intuition, your gut telling you, this is what I need to do. Surrender to the process. The people who have the hardest time with grief are the ones who are denying that grief is even there. Surrender to the process. Take it one step at a time. I know many people in grief months and months later, they're doing well. And then all of a sudden on a random Tuesday, they're like, what is this? I said, guess what? That's grief. It's coming back, you know, and it's okay. So yes, you don't know how to change, but it's okay if you, if you surrender to the dynamic flow of processes. Now, the one thing that really gets in the way is fear because our fear, like I said, just, just the, the process of, of denying that grief is there. That's a, that's a fearful response. Our fear can really get in the way. So some of the things that, uh, I have actually four questions I want to share with you today that, that really have helped me. Um, so let me see, I'm going to find them in my journal here. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. Um, so what death or change are you resisting? Okay. So you may be, um, realizing this is not the job for you. And maybe you thought I'm going to be here for 30 years and you're only 10 years in and you're like, yeah, no, I know of somebody who who's recently done that. And, and she thought she'd be there forever. That was her dream job. And she, quickly realize, no, that's not my dream job, right? That's a kind of grief. What death are you resisting? She resisted leaving from that place of employment for two or three years, knowing there's nothing left here for me. Maybe that's a relationship for you. Maybe that's a, um, a habit, right? Maybe you know that sitting in front of the TV with, with potato chips at, at the end of the night is not good for you. That's a kind of death, but you're resisting that. Just acknowledging that it's there. So don't, don't go into the, well, how do I do that? How do I change? How just acknowledge that it's there. Okay. So what death are you resisting? What darkness do you need to bring to your awareness? So, you know, most recently I was working with a client and, um, she's, uh, coming out of an abusive relationship and she's got a two-year-old and a four-year-old and, and, you know, as she's going through this process, she's realizing oh my gosh, I kind of did this to myself. Now she didn't abuse herself. She didn't, you know, tell her husband to abuse her, but she set up the circumstances with her thinking and her beliefs. She had been trained to kind of attract that into her life. And she realized that by not speaking up for herself in that process, she was kind of, you know, putting a stamp of approval on it, if you will. And that's hard. That's darkness. That's, that's like shining a light in her face, right? But she needs to go through that because if she ever wants to go into a relationship again, guess what? She's going to need to know when to speak up for herself, right? Yeah. So what darkness do you need to bring to your awareness? How has fear ruled your choices? So the, the previous example I had about, you know, needing a brand and a niche in your business, I'll be honest with you that a couple of my clients they're taking class after class, course after course, you know, following this person and that person and the other person. And quite frankly, you're doing it because your fear says, I, I don't know enough. I don't know how to change. So let me just take all these classes and courses and then I can say I'm doing something. No, you're not doing anything. Get out there and do whatever it is that you're being called to. Okay. So their fear might be running the show. The fear for my one client, you know, was if I leave my husband, I I don't know if I can provide for my two kids that, 
hey, listen, that's a good fear to confront. You need to think about that, right? Now, thankfully, she's realized that she has tons of resources out there. There's not only people, but there's programs and things that are that are helping her get on her, her own two feet. So she's really um, actually flourishing now. But fear ruled her choices. She could have left a couple years ago um, if she had, you know, confronted her fear at that time. And who could you be with more courage, right? So think about that. Whatever kind of darkness or death or or difficulty you're facing right now, who could you be if you had all the courage in the world, right? That's a great question. So, you know, how to change? Honestly, again, it's the dynamic flow of processes. It's, it's acknowledging where you're at. It's forgiving and releasing you and anybody else that you, you need to release. But it's also making room for that miracle by confronting these are the fears um, that I might have. However, what could life look like if I didn't have that fear, if I was filled with courage, right? This is how we change. Again, Caterpillar doesn't know how to turn into a butterfly, but it happens and it can happen for you too. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.